This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. A lot to talk about today. Um, a lot of interesting subjects uh, to uh, discuss. And um, yeah, man, it's a big weekend. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of big. I think it was inflated with the fact that um, Dynamite was on Saturday. And like, it's still weird to see them on Saturdays. Like, I'm so accustomed to just tuning in on Wednesday, but then you get the back back of a, of a Friday, Saturday AEW stuff. It, it kind of felt like almost like a pay-per-view to me. In a way, just watching it. But um, yeah, I thought they both had. I thought both shows were, were pretty good. Um, I thought the Dynamite show was better, obviously, but um, I thought they had a good show. I heard SmackDown was a really good show, which is, you know, all you really ask for um, at the times like this. Like, um, so, you know, it seems like people at first were talking about where is the um, sense of urgency from WWE. Um, in this war, and because they saw none at times on screen uh, or a creative shift, or you know, they thought, well, Vince or the company is unmoved, even though they're doing everything out, off, you know, behind the camera to mess with AEW ever since they started running, whether it was, you know, um, putting NXT on USA Network or um, trying to run takeovers, <laughs> you know, with the commercial breaks or whatever else, and it didn't work, and now, like, Similar games are happening with SmackDown for the half hour, and it it seems to not have worked in the way they anticipated. Um, and I guess this is where we're starting. Oh my god, <laughs> this fucking guy! I for the folks on the podcast, um, I guess Rich will have to either make gifts or, or whatever else uh, for the for the, the video that is going to happen. I guess, but um, he he has put on I guess the stun glasses, the stun shades. Um, it appears that th- this man has a cigar. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has a cigar in hand. I, I bet you won't light that bitch up. I bet you, yeah, I bet you won't. Yeah, you want to stunt? How about that? I bet you won't light it up and smoke that sickening thing. <laughs> yeah, so we might as well get into it. A uh, 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 pack has uh, officially been rolled today, has come in. Um, <laughs> oh, you know. my God. But um yeah man uh AEW Dynamite and SmackDown uh came out with a tie in the demo um 0. 
But um, the head to head, AEW whopped um, SmackDown, um, and it was uh, CM Punk and Matt Seidel going against Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, and they actually did a, a finish in that match. I don't know if it was clean or not, but um, in other news, Ruby Soho and the Bunny went to a virtual draw with uh roman reigns and brock lesnar my fucking god this is absolutely embarrassing this is um wwe scrambling um we saw everything as you mentioned they tried to play the the dirty tricks behind the scenes leaking these fast national numbers if there's something that if there's something that i never want to see again couldn't give less of a fuck about it's fast national numbers it tells you itself it's fast it's not the correct number so like i'd rather the real one we can wait so they sent it to the fucking forbes guy they sent it to darren Ravel, who used to be represented by nick khan um all this other shit, just WWE wins. Like, but strangely, they left out the demos. They they didn't leak any of those fast nationals. They knew, and we saw TK uh, operate on Twitter like he knew what was to come, and then it came essentially. And this is this is just a the latest reflection of everything that's been going on at the UBS Arena, Madison Square Garden, Arthur Ashe, um, AW being over two hundred thousand buys on the pay per view. Chicago selling out those huge shows and when they were being competitive with or beating raw in the demo um, a couple weeks ago, like this is just absolutely uh, embarrassing for WWE and they didn't have to uh, pick this fight. Like they were the ones that chose to go 30 minutes over, which may have cost them in the end. Similarly um, to when they tried NXT and putting that on two weeks earlier and it actually backfired against them. Um, also they had, uh, they, they, they went commercial free, uh, first. So TK was like, yo, uh, if you, you, you don't want to be civil. I mean, we can do that because I can go commercial free longer than you can, which was pretty funny. Um, and I think TK strategy was to rile up his fans, um, pretty much the, the whole time because A.W. Rampage was already booked. Um, They added the buy-in kind of as like, you know, a free-for-all for for, uh, just to fuck with with them and, you know, generate some excitement. (laughs) But the card that was happening was happening. America's top team and Inner Circle uh, had been built up. Ruby Soho had a match and then uh, Punk Inside Al. And it was like, that wasn't no, like, killer episode or, or anything like that. That was just, like, the regular show. And, you know, Junior Dos Santos shows up. Um, I don't know what that meant, if anything, but well, what I will say is I think this was the best three matches, uh, top to bottom in Rampage history. Um, like I don't remember. I think you know normally that match in between in the middle is normally like a real quick squash match or something that's like goes five minutes, not really something you remember. Um, like the week before when they had um Lucha Bros, I believe versus um uh. Uh, not the pinnacle. Mass Caster and, and Anthony Bowens. What's her name again? Forgot. The acclaim. The acclaim. Like that. I think that was on. Um, I think that was on Rampage the week before, and that wasn't that impressive of a match. But um, yeah, or maybe I'm misremembering. But like, yeah, I felt like top to bottom, this was the best three. You know, three match Rampage ever. But like, that's not really saying anything because it pretty much feels like just an hour of of dynamite normally most weeks. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man. And WWE <laughs> picked this battle and chose Yo, this fight. No, stop that. Stop. No, no. We'll let you get to your point. But but first, before he got to his point, the people that are listening over podcasts, Rich had this <laughs> he had this cigar in his mouth as if he was Will Smith at the end of Independence Day. <laughs> I think he just toppled <laughs> the fucking invading army of aliens. All right, go over your point, Rich. Hey, you know what? If this is what you want to do, this is what you'll do. You just go, you just go, okay, fine. I'll join it. I'll join in. I'll join in. I, I, thought, I thought I'd be humble, but you know, I, I, you know, me shall ain't hurt, but I guess I'll be humble with the chain. I'll uh, pull the chain so, out. So what you want to do? Um, questions for you, Rich. Uh, uh, the, the, the champagne? Yes, sir. Uh, we, we could do that. You know, we can we'll get active. You know. uh, the Moscato? Oh, this man, this man, keep it on him. Oh yeah, yeah. You know I don't drink much, but I keep it on me. Uh, I got, I got, you know, pink Moscato. Oh, we got first time viewers in or the you, chat. Hold on. You, first you time. Go to the old shout favorite. out to DJ Dynasty. Uh, shout out to uh, Acrophobic Eagle. He's at Rich's Wildin'. Indeed, Which, this man has this the one, cranberry. Yeah, and the, and yeah. The grape you know, what? I'm gonna go with this one because it's actually open. I'm gonna go with this one. I'm gonna go. With yes, this one. sir. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, man. But, uh, Please do. Yeah, this this is a this was completely avoidable. This was WWE creating a situation where they had to beat AEW's ass, and they did not. Not only did they not beat their ass, they lost head to head, and then they went to a virtual draw with this company that didn't exist two years ago, James. Yeah. Like they came out here and they were basically um, operating across the board at a virtual tie, except the over fifty, because only old people watch this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I made a great mistake. I poured, I poured the oh, okay. first. I oh man, he is dynasty. What's up, Miguel? How you been, bro? Yeah, man. But um, yeah, this is uh, this is quite interesting, man. Because because you know, all, all I hear is you know talk about the needle moving and, and all this stuff. But like you know, how much it, is how much of that is uh, Roman, and how much of that is Roman being a heel? I, Why, which how, what percent do you think is which? It doesn't matter at this point. It, it doesn't matter at this point. It mm. can be fifty fifty for for all I know. Okay, right, fair enough. But I guess, fair you enough. know, when, when you are struggling to defeat the bunny, you know, we, we may have to reconsider. <laughs> you know, all this all this stuff, uh, Mister Tribal Chief. You know, when I think about the head of the table, you know, I think about Ruby Soho. You know, oh, yeah. that's that's who I need to think about at, you at this see, point. Did you see her gif on Twitter? Yes. Yes. She like she has the uh, the the record player and she like bumps the or the needle gets bumped onto the record. I was like, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like it was a, it was a weird thing. Like because you know, every time these numbers come out, every I'm I'm almost dreading every um like four p.m. on a weekday when like mm-hmm. Brian Alvarez gets those numbers of Thurston and it's like. Here, 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 here it comes. Every single week, good, bad, indifferent, whatever you want to call it for either company, is about to be some shit that's on my timeline for like the next couple hours. And um, like seeing this one, I saw people. We got ten viewers live. Hey, I saw people, bro, saying something on the lines of, "How come?" Basically, like they should almost like abolish or defund. Let's say defund is funnier. And it also would make no sense. They should defund the demo because it doesn't count everybody, right? Like, why why do people thirty? Why do people forty nine to eighteen matter more than most? And I was like, was this a problem when like when Austin was around? I don't I don't recall that being issue with with, with that that then. But whatever. Um, 
Yeah, man. I just, I just think like they overplayed their hand. They tried something. It didn't work. And they have egg on their face. And they'll go back to the drawing board and come up with something else. But so far with WWE through two years now um, of Dynamite, it feels a lot like Wally Coyote trying to chase down and, and trap the Roadrunner. And the Roadrunner keeps embarrassing them. They might just want to like move on to something else. Like, leave them boys alone. Like, like especially because it's like, I think that if, I maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm being naive, but I I feel like if, um, AEW wasn't fucked with from the beginning over, over two years ago. I don't think there's necessarily like, um, AEW has a need for wanting to call out Vince McMahon or the other wrestlers and, and, and then WWE and all that kind of stuff. But this has become, um, a turf war when they don't even, they're not even occupying the same space in, what, in a way. So, you know, it's it's become this, and like it's only going to get worse going forward. Oh yeah, um, because you know this was a great snapshot at how valuable the Fox platform has been for WWE. This has shown me, at least, that you stick these viewers, um, you stick this show that has, has SmackDown historically was always like eighty five percent of Raw, especially on cable, um, and then you pop them on network TV, and then you get that bump. And it's this this artificial inflation that's been holding them up, making it look like they they're they're hotter than they are. But it's just the well, it's just the platform. Well, you move them over, and it's like where do all these people go? I know that many people like didn't get cut off from mm-hmm. from the uh, from being able to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, I you know at first that's back when Raw was the A show, SmackDown was the B show. Obviously now the the roles have reversed, so I think you know that has something to do with it. But the real main thing is they're on Fox now. Um, in House of Cards, baby, House of Cards. I, look, I, I don't think this is a gloom and doom situation for one or the other. What I think this is more or less showing is that, like, a or um, given how the rankings from week to week on for both of these shows have gone, um, like when it's up for negotiation time for SmackDown, they're going to get that bag again. But the thing is, really, is that like when Dynamite comes up next time, they're going to get the bag too. Is going to be the same size? I don't know, but it's going to be something comparable in a way that people are not are not going to be surprised by. And that's kind of that's kind of what I was saying like two years ago when the NXT Wednesday stuff was happening. I was like, you look at these numbers coming in. It's not about one of the other winning at that time back when NXT was actually doing numbers for them. It's about like the fact that like next TV contract comes up. It's not going to be that Smack or SmackDown or Raw is going to do bad with their TV deal. Is that AEW is going to do Something right. comp- in the ballpark comparable to WWE, and it's going to shock people. And lo and behold, two years later, I'm looking writer and writer as we go. Negotiations going to be real interesting. And uh, Miguel brought up a great point on the chat. Uh, he says he heard Talking Smack is going head to head with Rampage in two weeks. So, or no, that's going to be this week. I yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be this week. Um, so WWE more trying to trying to fuck with Rampage a little bit and, and counter program something on FS1. I believe they're back on Fox this week regularly. So um, I think this is uh, it's a matter of time until SmackDown. I, I hope they don't try to expand three hours. This is going to be bad for them um, because they're going to have to dump that third hour FS1, and then it's like WWE's hot shotting is going to run out very fast. Especially when it goes towards like moving everything to the last hour, if they were to go to a third hour, yep. Like uh, that's the, that's the reason why I was like, Rich, last week, and I said like, 
I think I don't think this is going to be something where uh, SmackDown crushes AEW. And I, I didn't say it with my full chest that I thought they were going to win, but I, I led you and told you the reason why I thought they would without actually fully on saying it. Now, I'm not going to take lightning credit, but the reasons were what took over. It's like, it's FS1. FS1 is smaller, uh, has smaller reach than uh, TNT does. It's the third hour of the show, and third hours always stink. Yep. yep. Um, and, like... I, I just thought that was I, I thought that was like pretty obvious, and you know I remember you mentioned at the time you you were like they're gonna load it up, and you were right they loaded with everybody you met that you started what they loaded up with Becky and Sasha and Roman and Brock, but it just didn't Tag work. Title match, street fight, uh, Finn Balor and Sami Zayn. Like, well, I mean I meant like that last half hour oh, is what okay, they loaded yeah, yeah. as far as them loading up, but yes they did they did advertise and apparently came through with a with a with a show that a great show, so it was like. Hey, like if this is if this is what's going to be going forward, and WWE gets off their ass and books, um, books matches that people want to see, I think that's great for the I think that's great for the wrestling fans. Um, but I, as far as like trying to shut down whatever Rampage is, I think I think that's pretty much it's cooked now. Yeah. You already know, like you can't do you can't do better than Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Roman Reigns, and and Brock Lesnar, especially when like at least one of them is going to Raw after the brand split. Yeah, um, I think it is very interesting to look at, like, the behind-the-scenes maneuvering of all this stuff. Um, WWE's public strategy has been to downplay them as competition on uh, through the media, through the uh, investor calls, through just, like, the general sentiment. Roman Reigns coming out saying these, they're not competition and all this other stuff. And it's like, but privately, they would undermine them and then mm-hmm. sell them out to the media sell and all that. That's that's really <laughs> the reason I think Tony started, like, wilding out this last week because it was like, well, how, how is he going to fight back? He was like, y'all want to f- fuck around in private? Well, we're going to do it in public on a timeline. So, like, like you don't want to, you don't, like, we don't, we're not going to answer you there. You're going to come on in, in our arena if you want to answer. We'll go public with it. And, boy, this has been a, been a, a legendary trip Twitter run that just happened today. And the funny thing was, was Mookie Ghana putting out all those minute-to-minute data things in Dave Meltzer's mentions and all this other stuff that we don't normally get. Just to like, just to add to it, I love it. I, so like, I didn't like see that said, part, but um, yeah. But what was like, what, what was anything that stuck out to you that you thought was interesting from um the I guess the minute by minute stuff? So he was saying like um like they were talking about like the effect commercial because they had commercials too or whatever. Uh, and AEW still was like tied with them through the commercials. AEW didn't run their first commercial though until like the end of the first to the end of that half hour though. Like so you basically got like 25 minutes of commercial free. Right. And, and it was like I think it was 6 minutes if I'm not mistaken okay. and they were something and like they held or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like and they were like we'll probably know more tomorrow um on that. So but it, w- it was pretty interesting, just just seeing all that stuff. But um, yeah, so roll one up for the Fed and uh, light it up, smoke, puff, puff, pass, however you want to do it, whatever you get into, have a drink. Uh, but the pack is definitely in the air. Stop trying to fuck with these boys, like because it it will not work. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so I mean, real quick, 
Do you want to talk about Crown Jewel before we move over to oh AEW? Maybe like we had all the WWE stuff like right in a bundle, and then we can move on. So uh, we got a comment from the implications. He says this may be your two's most humble episode yet, like your own personal Hangman arc all paying off. We got more confidence than Hangman ever had. Yeah, we're way like, more inspiring than Hangman ever was. Oh yeah, like, look at look at yeah. us. You see, you see all this. Yeah. You know, we 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 can look in the camera like <laughs> w- w- with no fear. We can smile at him, baby. You already know how it is. You know. Oh my god. You know, I can take the glasses off. You know, and, and show him the eyes. You know. <laughs> oh but, man. Um, yeah, man. This so is, uh, yeah. Crown well, Jewel. We got, yeah, Crown Jewel. Crown we got Jewel. Card games. Yes, a show that on paper. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before, before Crown Jewel. <laughs> yeah, man. So, on paper, Crown Jewel looks like one of the better shows in WWE in the last few years uh, the, on the main roster. Um, you got Brock and Roman. Um, you have. The triple threat match between Sasha and Becky, and I almost said Bailey, and um, Bianca for the SmackDown Women's title. You have Seth versus Edge, Hell in a Cell. You have Drew McIntyre versus Big E um, for the WWE title. You have Goldberg versus Lashley in a, what, some kind of death match. What's the death match? Uh, I think it's just No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred. Okay, so yeah, death match, standard practice. Um, uh, you got my, you got, you know, the man, the man in the land, uh, man, Mansoor versus uh, a man Mustafa who cannot Ali. be beat in, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, versus be, be unbeatable. Ali. Yeah, so um, yeah, they have they have a show. They have a really good show. The problem is, you look at the history of these Saudi shows, and they're never good. This this is the first card I've looked at. Where like maybe they butt the trend and they're deciding to get off their ass and have a good shows for these. Uh, to try to you know get themselves some goodwill as opposed to like having these shows no one wants to, the, no one wants to them to have uh, or no one or no one feels happy about them doing and then like the show also stinks on top of it they were like well let's do a good show and then we could try to flip flip the script a little bit and I you know I don't um I don't necessarily begrudge them for that uh, there's also the the final of the um uh, I forgot what it's called the Queen's Queen of the Ring what do they call it Queen's Crown Queen's Crown yeah that's also the King of the be, Ring finals too yeah yeah that's also gonna be a show so like. You look at it and you're like, I mean, I'd have to look back at SummerSlam to see how to compare it, but like it looks comparable. Um, obviously, SummerSlam sucked this year, but as far as like building up, building up towards a really big show for one of your biggest shows of the year, they absolutely did that. Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, it's gonna be one of those, you know, you hit reviews and you'll see what happens. But um, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not in any rush to watch it or anything like that. But uh, if I hear something good about it, I'll check it out. Like, I've never been. I've never shied away from uh, the Saudi shows. I've watched two of them before in full, I think. So, um, yeah, if, if you hear something good, we'll check it out and report back. Um, if it's trash like these Saudi shows are most, have, almost, are, have always been, then they played themselves by wasting some of these, you know, these, these storylines to go towards this show, and then it still stinks. So it's on them on what they want to do. R.I.P. to uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Um, so there's a graphic that came out. It looks like they may be dropping Keith Lee's name. Uh, he might just be Bearcat Lee. So at first he was Bearcat Keith Lee. Now he's Bearcat Keith Lee. Bearcat Lee. And on this graphic it says Bearcat Lee. Unbelievable. Hmm. Um, that's so low on the, on the, on the scope of like WWE weird things right now. 
<laughs> All right. Um, so what else? Spe- we got? Uh, speaking of people having weird name changes, have you heard about your boy Kanye? I did. I did. He's legally um, changed his name to Yay. Y E. Y E. Um, he was. Uh, he already. And, and he cut his hair like Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki's uh, guy does better. Does better line work. I'm sorry, he does. Um, or daily lines. So, Kanye. Kanye already had a uh, was it mononym? I think when is it one person when you know somebody about one name like Beyonce, yep. LeBron, Madonna, Prince, you know Rihanna, Adele. He already had one of those names. Who the fuck else is named Kanye? He's like, I just got to get rid of that, too. You know, so got rid of yay. my wife, you know, got rid of, you know, my damn common sense. So, well, I mean, he lost it. I mean, we may have never known him when he had that. He may have never had that, to be fair. So, um, yeah, man, uh, I just wanted to point out that, like, he he's still he's still out here trying to get attention. He's still out here Amazing. begging for attention. His man Amazing. dropped the album, what, like less than two months ago and is begging for he's attention. out of here. It is out of here already. You know, came and went. I didn't listen to a hi hat off that motherfucker. Like I, I have listened to a Kanye album since Life of Pablo, so I'm kind of in the same boat as you. You will not get me. Um, what else uh, went down? Oh, before we get to uh, AW, so um, Top Dollar, uh, ah. got to do that. Um, so he came out on Twitter uh, last week, uh, and uh, he had some tweet to the effect of um, some of you guys' favorite wrestlers um, don't wear the the cool shoes like they do in their everyday life, like they do in the ring. They're just doing it, you know, in, to, in the ring. And then MVP tried to uh, kind of reel them in and basically he was like, hey, put, put some names on it. And then he was like, well, you know, the competition, you know, and then he was like, New Day? Like, he was trying to, like, keep him, like, mm-hmm. hey, young brother, like, don't do not do this, and then, but, you know, you think, that's, was, like, you think that's what it was? You, you think he was actually trying to get him to go for debate and actually say names? I, I think kind of get him to say names, to be honest I, with you. I thought he was trying to get him to say names, but mm-hmm. I also, when I saw him bring up the New Day, I thought he was trying to give him a hint, like, hey, don't even do this, but um, don't don't get yourself reverse racism about the paint. Yeah, don't like just <laughs> like don't don't say something to don't say something to piss off your your mostly white uh, fan base. Pretty right? much, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with so, you. Um, yeah. So after that, um, you know, I saw saw the tweet and I was like, um, those are called gimmicks. <laughs> Um, like that is what it's called a gimmick so something you don't do um you know in your real life that you may do in the ring um i don't know i i don't know if this is a function of me not caring about such things because i'm i'm not really a material person i'm not a sneaker head um i'm not I don't know. He was a uh, wrestlers. They, they wear Vans and Asics in their real life. Now, I didn't know it was a crime to wear those shoes. Um, the, the one thing I, I don't know. Me, Somebody got to explain it to me. The one thing for me when he said the Asics line, I was like, yeah, like 
if I, if I were to guess, most of the wrestlers I end up watching on a on a week to week basis, they mostly wear Asics in the ring underneath their kick pads. So I was like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, like, I thought it was such a like, is this this is bait thing or whatever else is like, this is fake provocative. Like, this isn't actually pushing any real buttons. This is like. I don't really think that you could say that like the shoe game is a black thing is a black culture thing. Like it, maybe it was at once upon a time. It, it actually absolutely was once upon a time, but once we get into the hype B secondary market thing, um, game's kind of done with like it, like white people wearing Jordans for decades at this point, like 30 years, board. James, <laughs> they've been wearing, they've been wearing them for 30 yeah. years. Yeah. So for me, it was kind of like, so they're stunned uh, for me. I was just like, uh, okay, like this is clearly just bait, whatever. So I'm, I, I tuned it out. Um, but then people got mad. And I was like, I can't believe this worked. <laughs> it was so, so nothing to it. Like, obviously, you know, people are going to think, Oh, he's talking about, uh, um, the young bucks. He's talking about Adam Cole, uh, or Britt Baker, or, um, I guess because, um, Bro, I feel like everybody maybe, in AEW came out with shoes on on between Friday and Saturday. Right. Yeah, and I think like, maybe he's also talking about CM Punk because he gave the shoes away to the kid, which is like, if, we, if that's what you're going at, like, that kind of sucks. Um, but for me, it was just like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I wear Nikes, I wear I wear Vans, I wear Converse's, so it was never no, it's for me, it was kind of like, who gives a fuck? Like every, people have a bunch more bunch a bunch of different pairs of shoes depending on what they're out in front of. Like from I was thinking, I was like, wait, so like, is he upset that people have like school clothes? Like, <laughs> like is, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what are we doing? Like, no, nah, I, I don't think you're gonna be wearing your, your school shoes like when to cut the grass or take out the trash. I don't. Right. But um, they not who they say they is. Yeah, like I don't think there's some imposter fake thing because they're fucking shoes. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, um. um yeah, like if he was talking about, um, like for example, like I don't think it's the same thing as um, Tyrone Woodley going at uh, one of the Paul brothers about like wearing Cuban links. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that is more. Uh, I think that is uh, a, I think that is a obvious thing uh, to do. But like the shoe thing is kind of like, nah, man, game's been too far going on that one. Like that's like getting upset at white guys for rapping almost. Yeah. Like, Playing basketball, like the game's been too far past on that one, man. Way too far. So in retaliation, or not retaliation, like people were saying all type of stuff, and um, they told top dollar to like uh, chill. Look, stay in your lane. Look, I don't think, given that I think that uh, top dollar is a is a good rapper. Um, this was clearly the fake. This clearly like the fifty cent thing, like the. Oh yes, like I, I, mean, I knew that was coming. That's what, and that's the reason why I saw it. Like I was like, I don't care, man. And then he, um, people got upset about it, which is like, of course. Um, and then he, you know, he made his he made his uh, freestyle. His, pre- his freestyle was good. At the end, I still didn't care because like I know what this is, and like no one's gonna get shot, and no one's gonna come to fist fights <laughs> over this. No real legitimate fist fights over this. So what am I supposed to really be interested in? You know, yeah. um, there's no legs to it. Yeah, like, like this won't be you, this won't be something up, that matters a month from now. Like um, you rapped on the 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 Let Me In beat from yeah, Young Buck, ironically. Yeah, always loved that beat. Um, and but like 
I know why he was vague intentionally in the verse. And I think people kind of he he leaned into it and let people run with it. So I know why he's doing what he's doing. Um, but at the same time, it's like. My, my go question. hard. Like, I don't know. It, like, I thought it was a good verse. Right. But I thought it was like a lot of like nothing that had to do with anything i think personally, it does but more for him i think it does more for him in the in the larger wrestling world or, or wrestling twitter sphere than it did for him in like the wwe wrestling sphere like mm-hmm. i don't think him getting this buzz um online for a few days is going to get him a push on wwe cuz they don't care about that cuz look what happened to naomi <laughs> you know I mean? well well he and is I- like taking shots at aw which could make them very happy yeah, but like a lot of people take shots at, du- at AEW and WWE, like on the lower or otherwise, and like I don't, I don't think anyone's like car plates have changed. Like, is Seth Rollins doing any better because he shat on Will Ospreay two years ago, or he tried Seth, to shit on two years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was the beginning of the decline, actually. For well, him, I mean, the decline claimed when he tore his ACL in 2015. But I can't yeah. mean, yeah, the 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 public perception of him. Yeah, like if you want to say what really killed him was like, well, they did set him. I take well, that the back. They did set him up for for fucking uh, the fiend uh, yeah. at, at that uh, hell in the cell, and that Look, he ain't been never, the same since. Never forget they printed merch that had the man's man on it for him. So like that was like that was death. Like dude, dudes don't want to see that shit. Sorry, like I don't think women wanted to see it either. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think there's anybody like. I don't think there's like a particular. Um... Okay, let me phrase this. I think most people in general that watch wrestling are happy for Becky and Seth, like finding each other, and then whatever, and then the child and all that stuff. Right. Nobody wanted to see that on screen though. Right. And you know the man's man stuff and the <laughs> that <laughs> mixed tag up. match they did yeah. like that 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 didn't help Becky at all. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, like to to continue that uh, point, like I thought the, the freestyle was good overall. But you know me, I'm looking for a little bit more. You know, as a rapper, I'm looking for him to. Yeah, well, that's the real thing, right? Like he was saying, like after he got people uh, people's panties in a twist, if you will, like he's like, well, wait until I start talking about the the the, the, uh, the prison industrial uh, complex. I was like, yeah, I'd rather hear you rap about that than this because this is fucking stupid. This is worthless. This is completely <laughs> worthless. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm, so I'm waiting on Top Dollar to give me you know his his bars on um on the corrupt systems that uh, tie into institutional racism. Until then, like this with shoes, I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah, like I I, I missed it. You know, there are people that are into the the, the shoe stuff, but like it's, it's not my bag. So I, I really can't. You know, I I didn't know like like you said, I didn't know black people own shoes. So. I don't know. Like I, I didn't know we had that one too. You know, we. I mean, we we clearly did. We clearly yeah. did with you know the the people that are the faces of some of these shoe lines. Obviously, like Kanye and I'm sorry, Ye and Adidas, uh, James Harden, um, Kanye, um, Louis Vuitton influence of of Virgil, <laughs> um, the you know Kyrie's, Durant's, Giannis's, go uh, so on and so forth, right? But People wearing it have always been mostly like that has never been a a black thing entirely on, on what moves, what shoes like I was gonna say, era, especially on resale. Like this, is all the hype beast game. Like I, I was gonna say, James, I can't count too many brothers I've seen in Yeezys. So uh, I'll leave it there. But um, yeah, so like 
Uh, the next day, Max Caster, uh, actually, Max Caster replies to Top Dollar in the tweet to the, the freestyle. He says, you know, I wrote that LOL and then whatever. And then he um, the next night at Dynamite or the dark or whatever they were taping after it might have been a segment for the house. I don't know. He does a freestyle and he like he's rapping, but like he f- he clearly fucks up his verse because like the reaction, I think, catches him off guard. So he has to pause and wait for the beat to come back around again. And he was rapping like two bars, pausing, then like two more bars, pausing. And it was just like the basic of most basic things like and it was just like bro i know you got more in you so like what you doing (laughs) like if you're gonna do this like i suggest you step your rap game up because like like top dollar will roast you like at at, like if you're gonna display that level of skill like and people have wanted to put uh hit row against uh matt mass caster naturally anyway um since they've come along i you know we've talked about them kind of having two different objectives here on the show yes Um, but and this and this was another example of it look and look it it got a pop in the building but like no it's not doing nothing like it's not hitting on shit um and it's ironic because these guys are, I think, more alike than different. Like, they both have the biracial background. Um, they both do these weekly freestyle series. Um, there's a lot to say about both of them. And I hope it look if, if it comes down to it and they're, and they're putting out freestyles back to back. I hope they like can really do it because like I it, and it's ironic. They're about the same age. I feel like honestly now this I don't know, James, this is going to sound I don't want it to sound arrogant, right? But I look at Max Casser and I look at Top Dollar as different versions of myself, like <laughs> at different stage along my journey in rap or whatever. And do you have any more to expand on that, or like or? as far as like where um, I would go for like the, the the most simple thing possible, like to try to like get a rise out of somebody, like with Max Casser. Oh, shock jock stuff. Okay. Yeah, and then later on, like like the Top Dollar stuff, like just like being deaf with the words and like really like just just ain't like the leaving no doubt era essentially okay. like okay and then now I, I see those guys and i'm like man i, I feel like i kind of relate to them both mm-hmm. ironically because like i'm around their their age too so it's like i know exactly like why they're rapping the way they rap and stuff like that but uh if if they're gonna do it i implore them to stop the 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 stop pussyfooting with it and go for real. I don't got time for the fake shit. Look, um, um, how do I say this? You compare Hit Row and and, and Top Dollar and the way they rap, and you compare it to what Max Caster does and for me and i've said this before like i don't know why after this happens and i see hit row do that cypher like i don't know why like mass caster has started coming up with a new gimmick because his is done with his finito like i obviously understand you're catering to two different audiences um but i 
I just couldn't be out here doing it if I'm a person that cares about like being considered a real legit rapper as opposed to a gimmick. And like I'm rapping like that if I'm Max Caster compared to watching what Hit Road does. Like I just wouldn't. I, it would it would destroy my ego. It just <laughs> it just would. Um, I have other things that I will say to you about what I think about Max Caster, uh, but I will say them to you off air. Um, but like he just he just feels phony to me and and inauthentic in uh for lack of a better word like i'm just gonna say untrustworthy and i'm just gonna move on keep it moving from there um so, so, um, so what- like it look and it, it look i could very well be wrong but like the, the his whole vibe comes off just totally like to me just like this, so like this, which this, way do you think max brushes his hair come on come on what do you think? It, 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 I think I, I brush. Forget that brush. <laughs> look, everyone styles hair is how you want to style his hair. But I look, whatever, man. Like, there's a space for all of that under the sun. Um, but I can tell you which one I relate to more, and it, and it's not Mass Caster. Um, so, um, I'm think I'm gonna leave it at that. All I will say, I will say to uh, Mass Caster is, if you really want to do this, you better bring it because like if you bring what you've been bringing that shit will get swatted back like a serena re- return serve swallowed like you don't want to do that like the, look, the great bar scott once said anyone can be beat but not with that shit but it requires him <laughs> but it requires him to, if he wants to win he has to change <laughs> if he wants to win he has to change so it's up to him yeah that buck hunting will not do <laughs> yeah yeah he gotta 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 figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um so AW this week, they had a a lot of stuff go down as far as um stuff happened on Rampage and um Dynamite. Of course, Rampage opened with had CM Punk and Matt Seidel. I think this was Punk's best match since he's been back. Uh I think Seidel looked very good as well. Um it just every week CM Punk feels like he's getting better. Um and it's just like it's a, it's a blast to see him. Yeah, um, I have this similar sentiments. I thought that I think that Punk's getting better every week, uh, slowly but surely. And um, I thought this was a, a, a really good back and forth fun match of two different uh, styles, but me- it meshed really well together. Clearly, have chemistry from years of wrestling each other over the past. And um, I, th- I really love the finish. Like Seidel was a worthy. Um, opponent in competition for CM Punk at this moment in time, uh, but he went for a crucifix bomb and Punk, and he made one mistake by going for it. And Punk caught him, hurt him up really quickly on the shoulders, and gave him the GTS, and it was over. I, I really like flash finishes, if you will, or you want to call it uh, in that way. Um, I thought it told a really good story. So yeah, um, I'm with you. I, I I really I think I enjoyed this match more than I did the Derby match, and I thought that was a very good match too. Yeah, um, the bunny took on uh, Ruby Soho and the match of her life, the the match that that ran uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar to a draw. Um, amazing. So so it was kind of like a Rocky one. Like I just I just want to go to him with the champs. Yep, just just just, just need to go to distance. Sixteen years have paid off, James. Hey, I look. I've um, I don't know if I've said it on air or off air. I don't really remember, but over the last few weeks. Uh, where, I, I've, where I've been running down to Bunny. Um, and I got to say, she shut me up this week because that 
I saw, I peeped it early. Like, there, this is a good match. This is a very good match. I've never seen her act like this. And I, I, um, acting different. I remember, I think it was, uh, second Josh. Um, and he's like, I don't really see it. And then by the time they got to the end, he was like, okay, I, I see what you mean. No, but she was on, she was on her shit this week. And Ruby, I think this is Ruby's best, uh, match in AEW so far. Uh, so, in total of the story, I thought, I thought they worked really well together. I, I wonder if they've had, uh, any, any interactions before in the ring before so mm-hmm. um but anyway like this was this was um this was a good one and this is something that ruby really needed um because if she had a, a stinker this could be like uh, okay like the you you see here the ruby soho music the rancid music hit it is getting less and less hot i think this is gonna keep this is keeping her afloat uh for the time being and she's in this angle thing right now with um you know with a collection of baby faces versus penelope and the bunny so we'll see where this ends up uh going but yeah. I, I like the fact that like now we're starting to get you know, three concurrent storylines in women's division. I do like that. Yeah, I was going to mention uh, Jade and Thunder Rosa seem to be circling each other. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Britt as a champion. We don't know, like, where she's headed with it, but... um, Anna yeah. Jay for now, it seems. Yeah, Anna Jay for now. Um, and then our main event, the super hot match, uh, American Top Team against Inner Circle. This ruled. This is blast. Um, um, Dan Lambert melts the arena once again upon sight um i i think you know you can you can have whatever problems you want with it but like this is clearly working like yeah. you, like you can't watch that show and be like uh i just don't get i don't see it yeah uh, in that case you might as well put these glasses on <laughs> and then black them out so you be like ray charles so but um yeah this was awesome i thought sammy was a human highlight reel i liked yep. him and sky's interaction that yep. looked like it was going to be a blast whenever it happens. Um, Jericho getting in there, of course, with Junior Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos looking like Sagat. Um, <laughs> yes. And he did awesome, I thought. Oh, like, no, he I was did, game. Okay, so I didn't say that he looked like Sagat, but I said he looks like he should be, he should get an audition to play Sagat when they have another Street Fighter movie. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had a, he, like, he was having a blast out there. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's it's a weird thing with MMA rest or MMA turn wrestlers where like a lot of them um their their ground and pound and their striking seems so uh like they they pull their punches so much that it looks bad their striking at times but um outside of that he had the charisma had the presence uh mugging for the camera knew where the hard cam was um he didn't even had to go to the performance center to do that yeah like he was having a lot of fun um. This is t- this is going to be a lot better than I thought it was going to be, um, and I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be better because like I think people are underrating or people are downplaying like what men of the year are as an act in the ring, um, mm-hmm. but like I knew with Lambert with him I thought like all right that's a mouthpiece like I think Paige can handle talking enough but they want to give him more and there's no wrong with having more um, more more fire flame spitters uh, so um, yeah they're off to the races. Um, at, at some point, they're going to have to get Paige Van Zant in the ring, and I wonder who is going to be who are the, who like what woman are they going to add to Inner Circle to do this? Because like Paige Van Zant got to make somebody feel some pain for uh, the, the the bullshit that uh, Jericho was saying. Like I, that, like so, I think everything is positive with that angle and all that stuff. Uh, and that was I know that was um, dynamite, but um, I did not like that part of of this whole weekend. 
Like, oh, uh, he got a, where Jericho recycled. He, he did his uh his Some of the Stephanie man, his, man stuff in 2021. I was like, bro, leave that shit behind. Like, I'm tired. Like, I don't like these promos or like where the wrestler slut shame um, opposition. Like, I didn't like it when Ruby said that uh, said what she said about Britt. I didn't like it when uh, Ronda said what she said about Nikki Bella. I don't. I don't. I don't like that shit. Like, it's no need. Like, dudes ain't cutting these promos for heat. Like, what? Come up with something else. Yeah, uh, it, it was definitely. I, I thought the think pieces were going to go out. Um, I didn't see any, but um, yeah, <laughs> lazy material, um, yep. dated material, uh, to say the least. But oh, uh, rock with Lana a few years ago. That sucked too. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that, but it should be brought up. Yeah, they. Um, I think um, maybe you could do Layla Hirsch, have her in there because she's small and she can play a shooter or she's called herself a real fucking shooter before <laughs> uh which is hilarious <laughs> real um, ass wrestling <laughs> yes yes real ass wrestling you know john juris layla hirsch uh, same gimmick is that what we're gonna give we gonna make jeremy pop in the middle of the show while he listens back <laughs> you know gotta oh, shout him out yeah i guess but, so um, yeah, uh, dynamite. Uh, we opened. We had uh, Malachi Black. Oh, we we talked about Rampage. We talked about Rampage. We got to go. Yep. Or, or we we missed the the, the buy in. We got to talk about the buy in before we move. Yeah, we we put yeah. the chronological order, but whatever. We're here. We're still on Friday. Yeah, and Friday. Okay. Yeah, the buy in. So the, we we had Lee Moria Eddie versus uh, Bobby Fish. I love that match. Um, it wasn't some great match or anything, but it was fun to watch two dudes like in AEW in a ring, and they're both grapplers and technical wrestlers. They hit hard and stiff, and they just threw each other around and and put each other in, in submission holds, got themselves out of it. Like it's a well wrestled match. Um, Matt Banger. I really enjoy Matt Banger. I probably shouldn't call anything a Matt Banger, but it was fun. It was a fun ass match. It would have fit any. It would have fit. Well, in like 2020 um, NXT, um, Lee, I heard uh, Lee got signed. Um, yep. So, thumbs up for that. I really liked him. The first time I've seen him, I really liked him. Um, then later, I found out that he uh, he's out here like paying homage to uh, to former Joshis and their uh, moves. And I was like, that's cool. And, I, and it goes back to my, me saying, Rich, like, if you just steal like a, a Joshi fan's moveset, you will be, you, can, you too can be able to become a great wrestler. <laughs> So my um thing I noticed about this was when the match started, mm-hmm. no one cared about Lee Moriarty. Right. And then by the end, they cared about Lee Moriarty. Yes. So uh, that's the mark of a good wrestler. Yeah. So, and also, um, like, he's in there with Fish, and Fish is over. He's the one that's over. And by the time you get the, doing chances, like, wow. Like, they certainly couldn't use that uh, over at Full Cell or the Performance Center to help get these new these new guys that are younger older. Yeah. Definitely couldn't have done that. Yeah. Couldn't have had a veteran in there. Could give him a hard fought match where he goes out there and shows his you know his his uh, his will to win. Definitely couldn't yeah. use that. Yeah, they had, had to get that fuck out the paint. Yeah, you know, send, him, send him packing yeah. up the road. Uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of Joe Full Cell, yeah. Speaking of full sale, they had um uh, the rematch Santana Garrett and Ty Conti, and this one was short, but it was light years ahead of that last match that they did. Um, it was yeah, the one that was getting gift to all hell, and then it looked like they were doing a re- rehearsal. It was the first ever match for um, NXT that ever won a quarter against Dynamite. Mm. So I think knowing how TK is and how like 
how sharp his mind is, he probably did this, threw that on there just to King's just Road to a little bit. Yeah, pettiness. <laughs> um, but y'all know what we're here for. Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. I said Absolute it a couple weeks banger. ago. Brian, Daniel Bryan is dead. Um, and long live Brian Danielson. And this is, uh, I, I was very excited to see this match. Um, it was incredibly hard hitting. It was a, it just like, it just felt amazing to watch. Just seeing, uh, just wishing that, Brian Danielson would have been available since like 2017 to wrestle all the New Japan guys and at their peak forms, um, it would have all been great. And, you know, he cracked the code of Suzuki because Suzuki in America sometimes is, you know, sometimes he comes through, sometimes he's on the aura. He was not the aura tonight. So, and I think um, this was a hell of a match. This was a G1 match. Um, and it was just like, Brian Danielson's fucking great. Suzuki's great. I love wrestling. Tony Khan, thank you. Like it was just like it was like man, I I never thought I'd get to see um, Brian Danielson wrestle like this. It's like he's a fucking killer. Like he's not an underdog. He's not getting called a virgin on commentary. Um, he's not basically being told he's a B plus player. None of that. Like. He is a deep, he a deep water shark, and he laid him down with the knee. And after lots of strike exchanges, submissions, and just lots of reversals and holds, and um, I, like that shit don't pop me normally. But when Brian Danielson does does it, it does. This is a great match. This is a great match. Um, and like watching it, like. And I'm feeling like, like what I felt was watching like the Tam and Mayu match, like, well, to a lesser extent, because it wasn't as brutal as a Tam Mayu match, but mm-hmm. like just watching it and just watching people just beat the crap out of each other with stiff shots is just like. When people, when I hear people talk about how like they're tired of the hard hitting epic wrestling, I'm just like, as opposed to what? <laughs> like, you, like, what do people you say want? This? Wait, wait till we're off air. God damn um, it. But, like, what do you want? Like, you don't they want, want to... Goof- they want goofiness, I guess. Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, I don't know what's going on in these people's thought processes, but, like... <laughs> wait till we're off air. You Like, wait, just wait till we're off air. But, um, yeah, man, like, this match is awesome. Really fun. Like, this was... This was, um... Daniel Bryan is a match that he can just do on a regular basis with pretty much anyone in it in, in um just tough stand in the middle of the paint and and you know let's see who's the toughest and Suzuki is one of the toughest ever and um I thought this was the match in America so far uh this year that is most exemplify what Minoru Suzuki is um like when he was in those PKs I'm sorry, when he was giving uh, Brian the PKs and he was trying to fight through it and power up and then he hit him with that third one He couldn't, and he tried, he never got off his back. I was like, that's what Suzuki brings. Um, and, you know, like, it, it felt good to, like, finally see him, like, let off one of those loud, cracking shots that I always talk about when he, like, throw forearm shot exchanges because, like, nothing sounds like, nothing sounds like when he hits you. 
like it just nothing else does. Nobody else hits like that. So um, it, it was it was fun. It was really damn fun. Um, I you know the only my only complaint is that it didn't go another like three minutes or so after um, after the first um, bicycle knee. But whatever, like it went like twenty something minutes. I mean that's a that's no a four and a half, four and three quarter type thing. Like it was a great match. It's one of the best matches I've seen. Like this is a top. That's a, one of my ten favorite matches in AEW this year. Easy, easy. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just thinking. I was like, man, this promotion has Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki fighting in it on YouTube for free. Like, yeah. and I was just thinking about like two years ago where it was like when Dynamite just first premiered, and it's like I couldn't have like imagine this like so right um like i remember having one um during triple mania i was like two like uh like imagine if i go in the future i told 2018 me that like andrade is going to going to come out for triple mania with rick flair to fight for the mega championship versus kenny omega my brain would have exploded like (laughs) bryanson versus suzuki in an american fed that's on tnt 2018, you'd have been like, you need to get off that dust. <laughs> bro, what you? This shit ain't happen. You smoking? Like, what? Did, like, bro, like, WWE is going to smack, is going to Fox, not no uh, TNT. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <sighs> like, yeah, man. Like, so there's a lot of stuff that, like, we there's no way to foresee, but, like, I'm glad it's here because that was fun, man. That was really fun. Yeah, uh, we have Malachi Black and Dante Martin, uh, an opener on Dynamite, um, and this was really good as well. Um, the Leo Rush was managing Dante Martin; he was ringside giving us uh, some some definitely some gifable content and uh, screen caps and reactions and shit. Um, so, why was Leo there at ringside managing his product? Without giving an ounce of advice, not one damn time. I think he, he was trying to prove prove a point to him. Okay, it's like, hey, right, you, like, you, hey, you you try to do it on your own, but you know you need to listen to me. You know, you get your head kicked off. You know, they're trying to do it your way. Am I mistaken in thinking that this was the most that um, Malachi sold in an AEW match? Because it feels that way. It felt that way when watching it. Yeah, I think wrestling Dante Martin, you have to eventually like take some shit. Because- no, no, I don't mean it in a bad way. Like I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool that he was, you know, this is like Cody, yeah, Dante Martin, oh, I sell. Yeah, definitely. Like I thought that was, I thought it was kind of telling. Well, gave him the head nod after the match, and yeah. boy, that that you know that point I made last week on the show, it, it, it felt real great. You know, it felt real great. You know, to see that in real time. Remember when Edge showed up to NXT uh, early this year to shake David Priest's hand and he had the long coat on like he was fucking Undertaker doing it for John Cena? This is the this is the way you do it now. Not that shit. Yeah. Like Edge, like, bro. Like, oh, Edge, man. Edge was thinking like he was going to challenge the NXT champion. If you don't get your ass out of here. He went face-to-face with Karrion Cross. Karrion isn't Cross that shit pure comedy Karrion right Cross now? Karrion Cross be fired next week and people wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, pure comedy um, to look at some of that stuff now. Um, so what else did we have on uh, on Dynamite? We had um, uh, we had a Miro promo. I, mean, I don't know what the chronological order of it was, but um, uh, we had Miro basically saying, basically telling God, "All right, keep playing with me. <laughs> keep playing with me." Question then, you know. Uh, 
that ruled. Like that's how um, diluted he's became. Uh, that was actually follow. Actually, let's let's get to the real thing. The big most important thing. Hey man, Adam Page spoke for himself. Yep. And I gotta say, this was really really good, and it touched on a lot of the things that I think um other people have said for him or have done for him. I think a lot of the talk from um, the Dark Order has said some of the stuff uh, that he had that he said on the, during this promo. I think that um, that vignette of him uh, fighting for a title shot with Dark Order um, um, a couple months ago, I think uh, that vignette about what a cowboy is, I think he touched on some, retouched on some of that and framed in his own way. Uh, I really like this. Um, my question is, why the fuck didn't he say any of this stuff sooner? This would have helped him out so much more um <laughs> I guess, he had to, I guess he had to wait until he's actually it was time for him to get locked into the title program. To cut um, a promo in front of yeah, a live crowd? I guess. Um like, is it is it is this actually like a, a hangman thing or is this like a top baby face in AEW thing outside of John Moxley? Because like you think back of like when Omega was in uh, was a face at the beginning of the uh beginning of the company's history, he was doing these bullshit like I'll give you like two minutes and not an actual. I'll give you one minute and not an actual promo, and I won't do it in front of a crowd. Thing like when he was doing the the, the lifting weight thing in Nakazawa, it's like is this a thing that like the elite just do where they avoid doing babyface promos? Like what is going on? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, I mean, Cody talked for himself. Cody ain't elite no more. That's funny. Um, he's the one to come on promos. Well, you know, we disagree, but you know, I'm about to hang him up with some fake retire. So like. <laughs> We've had a we've had our disagreements, but you know, damn, ain't no no one cares. All right, come hit me with a crutch. I uh, so yep. <laughs> I should have yeah. said that. <laughs> I should have said that for the Cody uh, Arn Anderson thing. But yeah, man, like I thought it was really good, and like this helped him a, a lot in like yeah, you know, um, put his high on him. Why not? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's time. A lot of people um like liked the promo because it was a lot about believing in yourself and I think that, that part I, with that, folks. yeah that part I thought was goofy it's like you're a pro wrestler like if you have confidence in yourself or you don't either get in the ring and fight or don't that doesn't inspire me oh you know I don't you know I don't think I can do it why should I believe in you more than, than you believe in yourself like what like he said he kept losing and kept losing I feel like there was something he left out which was like his actions but whatever well, uh, of course not he's a big yeah. face he's not gonna mention the fire he was a dick yeah, and, like, and self-destructed and self-destructed this situation because he didn't have enough balls and confidence to stand and self-esteem to stand up for himself. You no, know, he he left out the part where he where he fucked over the young bucks. You know, he left out the part where he was the one that got pinned and, and was collapsing right uh, in, fr- in front of Kenny. So I won't bring up none of that, but um, I, I do want to hear more about why him and Kenny don't like each other at this point. I don't know if this is even a case where they don't like each other. They, Maybe it, it's not. Is I think more of the story is that like he hates the young bucks. Or he dislikes the young bucks so much that like, and Kenny will not, uh, will never um, be closer friends to him than um, than the young bucks bond. So like, they turned all of them hill to get him over, and it was already working anyway. By the time you got the revolution, so a revolution last year, so they were just running like, all right, let's make Kenny the hill or whatever else in. He plays Hill better than he does Babyface, obviously. So, um, this is what we're rocking with it. So, I don't really have much of a problem with the alignments, whatever. Like, their motivation for why... His motivation for, like, 
why um, they're almost like a couple that got recently divorced and they're afraid to see each other in public and they shake each other's boots whenever they mention the other's name. They haven't really mentioned that, but eh, whatever. We're here. We're now. Yeah. Go ahead. Flip the title. Um, and, you know, we'll see, see how it goes. Um, they uh, yeah, announced like, the- at this point is like, look, after that, after that, uh, Bryanson Omega match, like, take the belt off of Omega so that I can get a, I can get a match and like, you know, with a finish, and like that can be something that's on the card and it's not, you know, for the title or whatever else. If you don't want to make Bryanson the champion or Danielson the champion that fast, fine. Like, book the match, like. Make Omega lose, and then he can come in and you know and do whatever with uh Daniels, and they can have their feud like that's like second from the top. Yeah. Um, or what will probably end up happening is self fill prophecy. It'll probably still be the main event. Um, I I'm going to not touch that with a ten foot pole. All right, let's um, do this. What I'm just okay. going hold to on, hold on. Malachi Black or MJF is. Let's say that is the first pay-per-view opponent for for Hangman Page. Might be Mox too. Could be Mox. Okay, if it is, if it's not Mox though, if it's not Mox, it's not Moxley. We got Miro in there too. If it is not Moxley and Hangman, why should Hangman main event over uh Brian and, and Omega? Um, if you were just talking about if it's not match Moxley. quality, priority, ma- like the only match quality and buzz, especially given that they already had that match that people want to see a finish on. I think I think people are really in love with Hangman. It's a it's a love affair, and I, you know, I, I can't say that I love him that same way. Uh, like I'm not like well, I, I think mean, he's just another good wrestler. Like I, feel, I, I feel like I'm accounting for all that. There's it's still not a more over thing unless John Moss is attached to it. Yeah, it's look. It's going to be. A, I, I think it's going to be a rude awakening when he's not next to the elite. I. I I, I don't think a rank is like he's gonna hold his own. Like that's well, he's like, gonna hold his own. For he's sure. gonna hold his I, own and be respected, have a respectable title reign, and all that kind of stuff, and he'll be a really good champion. And like this isn't necessarily have, this doesn't necessarily have to be the ace run for him. This could be like the this sets up the, the this sets up the run for when he gets it a, a second time. Then he really is the man. Mm-hmm. Like New Japan booking where they always right, have because, short because I reigns. like even if he wins the title, I still don't see him as the man personally. Right. I mean, you shouldn't. He's not even the man amongst the. Like let's say five pillars, because he really not a fourth. He's not even the fifth. But like, nah. Like, there's two guys in front of him. Clearly, yeah, that's fine. Um, like he has, a, he has a hot. He has a, the story that that has been the the story of the company for you know basically two years. Like, so it's his time. And like when he wins it, he's going. He's we know he's going to have great matches. So that's not a really an issue. Um. So like, is you know, is me, there a little like, bit of, yeah, of Utami in Hangman? Like where you know he, he's coming off the belt, he's he's grabbing the belt from like this this ace like figure in the promotion, mm-hmm. and they're moving that that ace figure around to go potentially do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. To to where uh, he's kind of like left it having to prove himself in main event after main event main event. You know, I what? think there are a lot of p- parallels between uh, Utami winning that belt last year and potentially what Hangman can do. You know what? That's actually a good. It's actually a pretty good parallel because, like, Utami, like, if you were to fast forward on what I think Hangman could do in main events or in title matches on big shows, like, I feel like he's going to have great matches. So it's like, great, he's going to be a great champion as far as defense and all that kind of stuff. But, like, there will be other stuff on and other wrestlers on the card that will be bigger than him at the time. And that's, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. 
like Julia and Mayu and Tam are all bigger deals in Selmo merch and, and whatnot than Utami does. Like that it'll be Punk, but, Brian, Omega, right. uh, Motley, or right. whoever. But it don't matter if he's going out and having bangers. No one's going to care. Right. So, you know, like, it's it's okay to not make the top the top champion the biggest star in the world, and then you can't, and then you can't find a way out of that. Like, you, the idea is to have multiple stars, not just one or two. Right. Some people, um, some people will say that like that means that like everybody's a fifty-fifty mid Carter, uh, and I'll talk about that to you more later off air again. Um, that all ties into what I was talking about earlier, but yeah, um, I, I think you know, the proof's in the pudding. He'll, he's had the journey, put it on him, and he's going to have some great opponent. There's some great heels for him to have matches with. Bro, so like, there's like, so like, up. there's a stuff. Of, there's a whole bunch of like. I feel like they've done a, on the low. They load this thing up for we were like, all right, what you know. Think months ago we were asking like, all right, he's a champion. Then what? Now, I feel like those answers are way, way deeper. You got if, a, if there's a potential Moxie heel turn. You got Moxley. You got you got Malachi. You got MJF. You got Miro. Like he has a, he has you know half a year worth of really good opponents. Um, and just that. And then you throw in whatever you know he, TV he can, he can stuff. Fight he, a, he he can have babyface matches against that too. like yeah, you know whoever Brian or. Um, hell, like, like I, I'm gonna say it so I'm blue in the face. Um, there needs to be a Hangman and Matt Jackson match at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here's it's... another one they should do. They should do. They should do a Darby and Page match. They should do a Darby. Who's really pa- the man? They should have a Darby and Page match to then set up, you know, um, Darby his track towards the AEW World Championship in the next, you know, eighteen to twenty four months. Yeah, man. Like it's um, it's pretty interesting um to see wh- how it all will play out for him. But um, we also had uh, Super Click uh, taking on Jurassic Express, uh, or excuse me, uh, uh, taking on the Dark Order. They beat down Jurassic Express backstage. Uh, did some funny shit, but uh, they had a lightning fast match. Yep. Uh, that was just like out of this world. Silverman, he's fucking good, man. <laughs> like there's so many guys at AEW and that's the reason why like I love trios matches um like you get a chance to like bring my fucking trios just, titles please yeah, just, just do it already just do it already um yeah um I also like the touch of you know they've already done it twice to my knowledge that I can remember they've done it twice where like pay or sorry uh Cole has somebody in the camel clutch and then the young bus you know hit the ropes multiple times and they stop and instead of you know doing a strike or whatever else they do the they do the kiss on the cheeks for Cole. Well, they did the reversal where like they pulled the they pulled the bucks out of the ring and then you had um yeah, Silver and Reynolds like give him the kiss and he sold it. He's like, Yeah, wait, what? No, nah, bro, I, I ain't with that shit, bro. Like so yeah. it was it, it was a, it was one of the funniest things I've seen in a in a minute in wrestling. Like, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the match and um man, like uh, at, after the match, you end up having uh, Jungle Boy came Jungle out Boy in his black out. jacket. Yeah, Jungle Boy came out there in his chair and his scowl. Yeah, like so. They, so that also didn't, you know, that added to the the Hangman. I'm not saying Hangman, but the the Jungle Boy and, and Adam Cole stuff. So like that's still percolating. So like I feel like they're doing a good touch on that. Like I wonder where we're gonna get it again. But um, but yeah, gives gives Jungle Boy something to chase after. Yep. Um. 
so we also had um we had cody uh in some vignette and yeah he was inside of the the Rhodes uh, academy and uh brock anderson colin king um Red Velvet, Red Velvet, and Think one Lee other Johnson. person, Lee Johnson. Yep, uh, we're all like kind of taking turns calling him Hollywood, and Red Velvet slapped him, gave us another Cody get slapped gif, uh, and uh, they were doing drills and all this other shit. And I don't know, it all kind of looked pretty interesting. I liked the way they shot it. I, I kind of liked the the premise of it. It it felt like more Rocky Three stuff from Cody here, but um, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, I I feel like I know what they're doing. However, I feel like there's no substance to it. Like, or let me phrase it. I feel like the motivations are weird. Like, if I'm Cody Rhodes, I'm not about to get abused and slapped around by, by geeks. For who? For what? Like... I understand the story is you, you have gone too big for your bridge. You need to humble yourself and get back to the grind. Um, but I don't think that like Cody needs to be abused by the geeks in his team to therefore do it. And by geeks, I don't mean like him doing the drills. I mean like him getting slapped around by people mm-hmm. like that's not, if this were real, would they actually be slapping him? Because he like, I don't think people are going around slapping like Bone or uh, McGregor whenever he loses a match uh, uh, MMA fight. I just don't. I'm, I don't really. It doesn't. It doesn't grab me in that way. And got to fight big, scary sparring partners or something. Well, well, they did the Apollo thing where Cruz they did the thing the where he had to. Rocky. Well, he did the thing where he, he was, um, you know, multiple people. He was in the ring and had to take, you know, um, yeah. multiple offers from. So, I'm, so, so from that end, that was all handled. I just didn't get the. I just did not get the sense of why do these people, why are they so disgusted by him right now? I did, he lost the match. He was a jerk one time. And now he's and now he, like, y'all need to like make it, you know, break him down to like piece one, make him feel like this small before building back up in an effort to actually make him feel this small to an effort to build him back up. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't really think that's, I think that's I think that's a wrong note. I get so, but I, I like a I, I like a few of the, uh, a bit of the stuff they did, but like kind of like I don't get why these people hate him because he because he was success, successful. Uh, um, but yeah, like you know, and also I like maybe it's maybe it's us because like I don't want another Malachi Black and Cody match. Do you? I'm gonna see that in person this Saturday. But did you want to see it? Like, no. no. I, yeah. So like, it's like, nah, man, that's over. Especially after that last match. Yeah, it's like move on. Like now, it's like okay, tonight's gonna win. Fuck off. Like no one to see. No one wants. Like no one wants to see him win that match. No one does. So why yeah. even book a third one? Except Floyd. And maybe Tiffany. Sure. The the Cody the Cody super fans sure like they want him to win every match but like. The overall majority, like when he gets in the ring and his music hits, he comes out. He's gonna get booed. Then in the middle of the match, Ooh. he gets on the offense and he goes on a on a, on a um comeback. They're gonna boo him, and then if and when he wins, they're going to boo him. Big time. So Look, I, why I'm the fuck are you to, doing this? I'm gonna enjoy um hitting the boos when uh when Cody comes out. I've been waiting a while um to 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 do this. I haven't actually got to go to Dynamite yet. First time they came close enough to uh, Tampa, uh, I definitely booed at double or nothing. So you know, 
we're we gonna do it with a with a roof on the arena this time. Well, you know, well, that, well that's a little different. He was trying to tell you that Atlanta is supposed to racial at that time. That's a little that's a little different. This is like straight, just like a flat out like as a wrestling direction. Like one person, you can like you could do so much more for if they if they either stay away or win again. And then the other one, if they lose, is like all right. Well, that hurts. That takes some steam off of some of something like. I don't know, man. Like, I don't even know what Cody does, win or lose after this. What does he do other than turn heel? But then he says, I'll never turn heel. It's like, all right, well, then, like. Then what you going to do? Holla. Like, you, 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 you <laughs> keep falling down the card. Yeah, kind of. That's where it is. Like, I don't know how you steer yourself out of this without, like, going that way. And the, like, and the fight Sam Punk. Oh, God. I don't want to see Cody versus Sam Punk. Is, are you doing this just to spite Floyd? Like, because that's his two favorites? Like that, that he'll would be, be like, which way do I, I, I go? Do I go? I, I do want to see Floyd pick a side. You know, I think he'll pick Cody. I think he'll pick Cody. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he'll pick Cody. Uh, I, I don't know. Floyd, if you out there, let us know who, who you pick. Uh, CM Punk or Cody. Um, but uh, yeah. Besides that, you know, we had a main event with Brian Danielson and uh, Bobby Fish. It's hard hitting. I like yes. seeing Brian. Pull out that heel hook is an alternate finish. That shit, Loved I it. love it. Um, but yeah, it, it was a solid match in the main event. I didn't, I didn't think it was some like blow away match, but it was no. really good. No, it was a really good match. Um, yeah, really good, solid match, hard hitting, all that. Like, yeah, man. Like, I feel so much better about the variety of AEW shows now with who they've brought in. Like. It's not, you know, you could characterize the show as being like the house style was like white guys doing lucha or just lucha in general. Um, and then you would have like, you know, people obviously stand out from that exception, like Kenny Omega, obviously. But on this card, like you had like the lucha match with the, the, the or let's say you had Young Bucks doing, you know, doing a huge indie multi-person match, right? You had... Um, Dante Martin and Alistair Black doing a storytelling technical wrestling bout that had some high flying spots in it, but mostly was about story. Um, and then in the main event, you had that match is a hard hitting technical, you know, clinic. And I just like that's the variety I want on my wrestling cards uh, from a, from American product. So I really, um, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, you know, so we. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I'm done. Yeah, I, I was gonna say we got that. Uh, the first we we got the brackets for the tournament, oh, yeah. and um, so like in the right side of the bracket, we've got Dan Brian or excuse me, Brian Danielson and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, the bottom part, we've got Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, left top, we've got Ten versus John Moxley. Um, bottom left, we've got Powerhouse Hobbs versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah, um, and they and they set a little thing up in the second round of that for Moxley and Orange Cassidy when Moxley came out on the show and did a quick squash match on Willer Yuta and like Orange Cassidy clearly did not and he had a, he he, he like was, he was feeling some type of way about how uh, quickly. Uh, you'd have got dispatched, so like that. I feel that was very little, but like it was set up something for like potential. Like you could point back to that um, in yep. a couple weeks. 
Yeah, I, I got a feeling they're going to be in the semifinals against each other. Yeah, um, definitely. So, like, a lot of people were talking about this tournament. Like, you know, there's a lot of people not in the tournament. Uh, I think this is Them clearly designed. Yeah, this is clearly designed to get the Brian versus Mox at the yep. end. Uh, the yep. more higher profile people you put in the tournament, the more you have to beat. Right. Um, if they were trying to book the greatest tournament of all time, I think <laughs> they could have put in like your Coles, Punks, Danielsons, and sure. Um, you know, Malachi's Malachi yeah. and fucking everybody else. Right. That they yeah. have. But everyone in there has a pretty good record. Like if we're supposed to care about those things, they all mm-hmm. have great records. Um, been on, you know, used a lot of late and um, they've got some history, like in pretty much every matchup that, except the Dustin and uh, Bryant or the Dustin and Brian match. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a little interview in between roads to the top that face to face that was that was pretty interesting yeah um i'm actually gonna be there live for that match can't wait two of my favorites um that's gonna (laughs) be fun i i hope i hope gold does or excuse me dustin does the uh canadian destroyer i i want to see it i mean look man those two look those two can work i'm expect i'm expecting i'm expecting a good ass match out of them like you can always expect a good ass singles match out of dustin Rhodes until something until you know finally done Sorry again. There, there are two rose matches I get to see on Saturday, right? <laughs> Whose will be better? I mean, come on now. Like Dustin versus Bryant said, is going to be just a, a a normal. It's going to be a regular day in the park like wrestling match. Standard wrestling match is going to be between two great workers doing their thing, hitting hard, looking athletic, and all that kind of stuff. And then you, and then who knows what Cody's liable to pull out his bag for, for some foolishness for a finish to avoid losing clean. So who knows? Um, yeah. So, but either way, I, 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 to be honest with you, given what the first two matches were in Malachi and Cody, maybe the third match will be what we thought the second match was going to be going into originally before they got goofy or whatever. So maybe this might be the real match. So like, I think, I think they'll both be good matches. Um, uh, ten got his arm broke by Moxley before squashed him one time previously. Hmm. Um, back in the like pandemic days, okay, um, or the empty arena days, I should say. Um, so this is a rematch of, of that, and I uh, I think other people are picking up on the thing. Eventually, they're gonna unmask ten like Masala. Like <laughs> I know, I know Tony's gonna fucking do this at some point. I'm gonna keep saying that on the show until it happens. Clip the audio, oh however you guys want to do it. But yes, ten will be unmasked like Masawa. It's not going to be during this tournament, but one day it will happen. Um, Hobbs and Cassidy. I, I, hold, that, on, that hold, was, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not just going to say that and just skate past it. Since when was since when was ten motherfucking uh, Tiger Mask two? <laughs> since I'm saying, since I'm saying, when? Like, I'm saying like I thought it was going to. I thought he was going to do it the night of the Brody Lee tribute show or okay. whatever, but they resisted. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, um, you're just saying they're doomed, but you don't think he actually like it's gonna be the kind of New York rise of superstar. No, okay, no, okay. No. Just want to make sure. Like, I, I'm, I just, I'm trying just, to figure out what the fuck you mean exactly. Nah, so okay, you just like, need the parallels of them. Yeah, okay, he's okay. Just fair enough. Fair enough. In the middle of a match, and fair it's enough. Be a big pop. And, fair enough. I just need I just need to get a clarification on <laughs> what yeah. how, exactly how how far you thought Preston Pierce is gonna take this. Look, there's, he's there's gonna be at the top of AEW. The elite of the elite. Look, there's a lot of people at AEW I'll hit my wagon to. Sammy Guevara, uh-huh. um, you know, the, the Bucks, Darby, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Ten's not one of them. You okay. know, I like okay. Ten, but, you know, I think he has, like, maybe a John Cena-type working ability potential, okay. maybe. Okay. But, like, even then, you know, 
there's still a lot of dues to get through. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but I think the I think um for me personally, uh the most intriguing first round matchup is Archer versus Kingston because it, it plays off of the fact that they've hated each other's guts for like a year now. So um and we've never had a decisive finish either way. Actually I did it back. We've had Archer beat his ass, but like this would be the one where like Kingston if you ask me like who would if they were obviously I don't know who's choosing to sign this, but it's like do you want to see Danielson versus Archer or Danielson versus Kingston? Um, like, if you know the main event is going to be Moxie versus uh, Danielson, and like you throwing Kingston to have him, you know, get heated with, with, with Kingston to lead up to hey, that full gear give thing. Him a heel so, hook. Give him a heel ooh. hook. And look, they just gave Brian a new finish or whatever. So, like, he'll probably go through, like, Beating this tall motherfucker with the heel hook, Dustin. Beating, uh, maybe if it's Archer, beating another tall motherfucker with mm-hmm. the heel hook. Or he'll do it to Kingston, and Kingston will act like his leg is broken or something right. like that. So, right. um, either way, pretty intriguing matchup. Like, I, that's the only one I can't call. Yeah, same here. Like, I think OC's moving on. Like, they tipped that yeah. off. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, should be interesting. But, Brian Mox, here we come. And That's be fun. The, the the physicality that Brian's wrestling with, and like the anger that Mox is kind of you know displaying of late, like he's ripe to turn. Like he might have to like somebody might have to take the easy way out in, in the finals. <laughs> you know, Robert Tepper once told us, "There's no easy way out." <laughs> but um, somebody gonna try it. But uh, yeah, um, I guess James, there's only one thing left to do. So. Hit the music. Yeah, so um, there were the tag league started uh, this weekend. I, um, only two matches are up. None of them are tag league matches. So I figured um, because last week they didn't actually give us the brackets, or not the brackets, but the layout of who's who and what teams are what, I figured we'd do our preview here, and then next week we'll start on the um, start on the, the tournament. So, um, Rich, have you looked at these two um, blocks yet? Because it's 16 blocks. six. Team block, so six blocks, um, or six people, six tag teams on each block. Have you have you recognized which is the A block and which is the B block yet? Have you spotted it? So I, I guess this is a good time to go through it on air here. So okay. um, we'll start with the blue block. We have Momo and Azumi. What is their team name, James? Momo Oz. Uh, ah. Yes, they are the they are the defending uh, tag lead tourney champs from last year. Uh, they're one of the few teams that are. Um, Actually, the only team that have done it together three years in a row in, out of this group of people. But there have been a few teams now um, on here that have been teams in Tag League previous year, which is like a touch from a different take from um, previous years where it used to be like, we'll just throw random teams together every single year um, and it doesn't matter. So I, I really like that they're having Momo and Azumi together again for a third year because they're, for my money, the best tag team in stardom. So we've also got the the Tam and the Mina, you yes. know. Dream uh, H. Dream H. Yes. Man. Do you do you know what the Dream H stands for? I do not. Okay, so Tam is the Stardom Dream, 
when she when she was in 2019 tag league with uh Arissa, Arissa's the shining star, so they were Dream Shine. Uh and because because uh, Mina is the uh Gravor H Cup model, uh for the past two years they have been Dream H. Shouts out to the Mina. Yeah. Uh, um then we've got Starlight Kid and Ruaka. Yeah, Starlight Kid and Ruaka. This is um They gotta be dark something, right? I forgot what their name is, but it's uh but it is something like that. But uh, this originally was supposed to be uh Kid and Konami, but because of uh Konami's uh enteritis, uh she's gonna be off for she's gonna be off for basically this part of this tour uh for tag league. So Torah is what Zach is saying. Yeah, there's a, the names are actually out there. I just don't remember that one offhand. But it was when they pulled out of the base, uh, pull out of their hat. Uh, Black Tiger Highway. Yeah, big, that's what it is. Big shouts out to my man MJ does PR in the chat. What's going on? Um, we've also got Shuri and Micah. Yes, uh, representing DDM. Yes, uh, obviously they would have done the tag team champions of ALK of Julie and Shuri, but. Julia is going to be gone for until maybe the end of December. Um, their team is Ponytail something. I can't remember, but it's Micah and Shuri. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be. They've given us an all-time gift already. Yes, they have. Uh, that is going to be a tough-ass. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be a tough-ass team to deal with. Obviously, you know, Micah will be eating a lot of these pins or the few pins that they do take uh, entirely. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun team, and that is like you look at it, that's another, you know, that is now we've mentioned three very very good tag teams. Um, yep. Next one, we've got Mayu Iwatani and Rin Katakura. Yes, uh, Rin Katakura gets to continue her her, her dreams of being around and amongst uh, Mayu Iwatani. Um, it is amazing how many people find inspiration from this woman as, <laughs> as, find as strength. yeah, as people keep, you know, leaving her left or right or, or, or getting taken from her. Um, she's, you know, uh, but anyway, like this should be a, that should be a fun tag team. Ren is, is very good in tags and Mayu is Mayu. So, um, that is now, that is a fourth, um, really good tag team. Um, and then, uh, then you have the rookies, <laughs> uh, you have, uh, Team Full Moon, uh, Lady C and Waka. Waka's her her logo is a crescent moon, and you throw in Lady C. You put the, the crescent Waka, moon and the C Waka, together. Waka, you get Waka. A, a full moon. Yes, um, they tag together uh, in the dark match of the Osaka Joe Hall show. So they will just continue their streak again. What by everybody on the? I was gonna say they' about to get the shit beat out them. Oh yes, oh yes. Like they got, I think two points is like their best case scenario. <laughs> Like they, like if, they could, they could steal a win on Starlight Kid right, and Rocker. Right, but that's, these other teams, hell no, y'all, you, y'all finna eat these L's. Y'all finna eat defeat, and by defeat I mean boots and yeah. Asics. Asics, very, very, very good block there. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's go into the red block. We've got Utami, and uh, it looks like Kamatani. Kamatani, yep, yep. So, uh, former tag team. team champions, Aphrodite. Um, they're going to have good matches. I, from, I really don't think they have great matches ever, but they have good matches. Um, uh, they're, they already had a title shot against Julia and Shuri. And, um, to be honest with you, we still don't know what the, uh, what is going to happen with the tag team titles. We don't know if they're going to, um, make Shuri and Julia relinquish them or if, 
um, you know, the aftermath of whoever wins will eventually get their title shot. But, um, uh, but uh, they will be in the hunt until the last day, probably, definitely. Um, um, Utami and, and, and Kamatani. So, yeah. Um, next so team. We, we got the big and little sisters themselves, uh, <laughs> Natsupoi and Hameka. Yes. Uh, they're called Hemipoi 2000, or sorry, Hemipoi 21. Um, I didn't know there was a Hemipoi uh, 20, but, or 19, but they went with 21. Um, uh, 21, 21. 21. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, a great tag team. I was hoping, like, obviously, you know, people came up or come up with, with uh, meme names for these teams, given their history. Like, there has to be some type of Acres Girls pun to throw in at them. I haven't seen it yet, but we'll see what happens and unfolds. But, like, that's going to be another top team um, to that has a chance to win a block. Uh, so, I guess we go to the next team from there. So, we have um, we have Hazuki, and then we have Koguma. <laughs> Make yes. sure y'all clip that. Yes. But, um, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I halfway think that's the reason why you decided you wanted to start doing this on Twitch so that people can catch you doing the Koguma Bear Pro. <laughs> um, yeah, man. This is another team that has the potential to win um, given Hazuki's um, almost in, instant, like, hit the ground running um, um, return to stardom. Yep. Uh, she she came back and she's in the, she was fourth from the top in um in Osaka Joe Hall and the next pay per view these Kawasaki Super Wars she will be in the probably in the main event or I presume in the main event um the red challenge for the red belt against Utami um her and uh, Kaguma I think that was the I think that was them reuniting um after you know them not being in the ring together for I think it's six seven years I think that was the best emotion most emotional story uh, or most or the best feel good moment at least in Osaka Joe Hall I think they can carry that and actually win this uh this tournament potentially um so yeah like uh their their team is called um Fukuoka Double Crazy uh and because of Japanese translation and what double and W means like uh the the acronym is instead of uh F DC is FWC. So uh there's that. But uh yeah, I, I expect to see um good matches out of them with um because Kaguma's very good at tags. Um especially when she's tagging with Mayu and Hazuki, like she still looks like Hazuki, like after two years off. So um have high hopes. So we got our next team, a very very respectful of this team, um <laughs> Unagi and my Sakurai. <laughs> Lots of respect here. Yeah, you know, uh, for the Unagi. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be like I don't. They could be uh, pushovers in this block, or they could like surprise people and finish third. I'm not sure. I I don't think they have a chance. At, I think they'll be eliminated before um, the final night, though. I'm I, I feel that way, but uh, yeah. Um, we'll see what Unai can do when she has to be like the lead dog in a in a in a tag team. Normally, she's in there with Mina or she's in there with Tam, and she's the the person has to do all the selling, so we'll see how she can. What she do is does she do is person that sets up, gets the hot tag and all the kind Come of stuff. Come in, so. do the cool moves. We'll we'll see. We'll see what she she'll see how she does it. Like, I think that's important for her. Now that we're at a point where like she can have good magic, where she can get a crap kicked out her, she fights back. Now let's see what she happens when she is the person that has to you know more or less do the carrying in a, in a way. So uh, that that will be a step. We'll see how her evolution goes as she progresses um um further. So up next we've got the walking personification of Vorp 
and Saki Kashima. <laughs> oh my um, god. Taking on or all teaming with Death Yamasad. Uh, of course, you know, I have my my cigar here. Death is about to smoke in show, put you in a pack too. So, you know, Death Squad, um, that's what they should be called because he's really think, here for Saki. I think this should be team upset. Like, as far as like they're they're going to catch one or two of these, they're going to catch either uh, one or two of uh, the Hazuki Kaguma. Uh, Utami, Kamatani, Nasapoi, Hameka teams with between like the team flash co- between, pins, yes, yes, exactly. Like between like um, Def's packages of high speed uh, roll ups and, and O'Connor rolls, and then Saki playing dead and hitting you with that fucking crucifix uh, roll up flash also, pin. Pulling out they're going to catch paper. people. They're going to catch people. So sh- sh- showing you the sports section and, yeah. and then rolling you up. <laughs> Uh, and then I guess we can move to the next team, but I, I, you know, I think, I think they can get some upsets. I think they can get some upsets, but, uh, I, I think they'll be eliminated. Uh, one of the first teams eliminated in the block. And then it looks like the Hannon twins, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, uh, this is, <clears throat> okay. So this is Hannon with Rena. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. Rena and Hina are the Hannon twins. Um, okay. so yeah, like they put the two together. It's funny because like. There's, right now, there's currently only three members of star of stars. All three of them are teaming with people outside of their faction, uh, but they do this with 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 the sisters. So, um, like, it's funny that they're doing like you know, Hannah who's in stars versus like Rena who's in Oedo Tai. Given that all they've done is had to thump over like the rights to Death and Starlight Kid over the la- like for most of the year. So um, fighting over property. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they'll you know this is about just get them out there and they're gonna take some L's and I don't I think they I don't think they're getting the W any W's but it is what it is it's about them going out there getting experience so um I, th- I think it'll be good like I think I think Hannah's going to be good like I think she's already good but I think she'll be like I think she'll probably be the next future champion after this and then we'll finally see like how good she is for a 17 year old 16 year old so the blue block is definitely the A block. Yep. Uh, red block is the B block for yep. sure. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and you know, like we're talking about four great teams versus against three great teams. Um, but I, I still think that like, uh, and also this is going back to the normal traditional format of everybody in the same block face each other. Last year they did this wonky thing where they had everybody in a block face the other block in its entirety, and I was kind of like, how do you do tiebreakers on this damn thing? I don't even remember how they handled it, but like you know. Um, this makes it a lot more easier for me to figure out what the fuss could happen in the future. Um, so this will all be done in, um, I think by mid November. So it's only a month. It's not gonna be some two month thing. They'll be able to get this out of the way. Um, we'll see what happens with Julia as far as, um, what they do as far as if, is this just for a title shot or is this for the actual titles? We'll see. Um, but, um, I think it'll be a better tournament than the other two that I've seen. Cause the other two, uh, have been, you know, kind of here and there as far as tournaments where you would get, you know, a couple matches that would go off, but like for the most part, they were just their matches. And I got to say, like, at this point, after all of the uh, G- or G1, all the Grand Prix stuff, like, I'm kind of in it for um, seeing some tag action right now. Yeah, this is, um, looks like a nice low stakes tournament to watch, and uh, you can just pop it on and you don't have to really worry about 
analyzing for star ratings and I don't know. It just seems like a nice relaxed watch. I, I think that um well at least one of these shows is going to um happen this Kawasaki uh Super Wars pay per view on um November third what feature some matches uh from mm-hmm. this. So like I think just by having in the same way that the Grand Prix was boost by having three uh three of the shows basically being pay per views or not basically but being pay per views like it made them say we're gonna have to have better matches than what we normally have or whatever. I think it'll, by that factor it'll also be better than normal years. So um you're gonna see some, you're gonna see more four star matches so that that's cool. Um I don't really do you have any predictions on a winner or or block winners or anything like that? Because I really haven't even thought that far. Um I'm not gonna take Momo and Azumi because mm-hmm. I feel like they're tied up and other things. Not gonna take Shuri, not gonna take um Mayu. I'll take Tam and uh, Mina winning the block. Huh. And then I will take uh Kaguma and Huzuki and ultimately Kaguma and Huzuki winning. Um I'm with you on the red block entirely on Huzuki and Kaguma. Um I'm just looking at it like uh, Kamatani has bigger fish to fry in the future, and Utami definitely has bigger fish to fry defending the, the red belt. And then you have um, Hemapoi like as the trio's champion, so they don't need they already are a version of tag team champion. They don't need another version, um, you know. And uh, so I'll go with uh, you know Hazuki and Kaguma for the red block. As far as the blue block. I think I think I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with Momo and Azumi to win it a second time, and I think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm shortchanging uh, Mina and, and Tam, but um, I think I think I'll go with them for a second run and um, maybe maybe and probably become the champions this time around because like they you know um, you I'm thinking of the um, I'm thinking of the Sumo Hall show. And I'm thinking of like, all right, um, got to fill a card. Are you? And you know that uh, Shuri is going to be in the main event against Utami. What are you going to do with Julia if, if and when she comes back? So I'm thinking like she's going to have a belt and then not defend it. Like I think the most likely thing is it makes more sense is she has a special single spe- a special singles match with somebody. Um. And I think that if you do that, then like you have the rest of DDM and a trios defense and you have Momo and Azumi defending the tag titles. Cause they're an excellent tag team. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm overthinking and playing too much, you know, full on long-term booker on that. But I, I just, that's kind of what I, I, I just kind of figured it like, they're going to have to have something for special for Julia when she comes back. If she comes back in time for some long. You know, um, maybe um, uh, Hazuki can defend the real stardom against her. <laughs> I mean, that's that's always there. That is there. That is definitely there. They could do that. But yeah, man, um, I, I I think that's it for the run sheet. I always remember people, um, you know, uh, put the fed in the pack and uh, smoke it. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. 
thanks for rocking with us uh, on the Twitch uh, and the live stream. Everybody leaving comments and all that. Awesome to have you guys. I did a uh, watch along on Twitch of Dynamite on Saturday. Went pretty well. Might do it again um, next Saturday. So pop in uh, with your boy. Uh, besides that, uh, I think uh, Swerve put out a video of the new song called Slow. I produce. Um, so I believe that's going to be on their album next summer. There's a couple other tracks that should be starting to come out pretty soon. So, um, yeah, look out for that. Um, I think uh, besides that, yeah, nothing else much on my end. Okay. Uh, that's the end of the show, y'all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Um, uh, go to our Red Circle and hit us up with a donation. Um, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Network merchandise. Um, and let's see other shows on the network besides One Nation Radio. You have Keeping the Strong Style. You have the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Podcast, Wrestling Show. You have Grown Man Watches Shit. You have the Great Consequence Podcast. I'm sorry. Rich, what are you doing? <laughs> you have, Trying to get clipped. You, oh, my God. You have, um, uh, uh, you have, uh, I mentioned the Great Consequences. You have 8-Bit Suplex. You have All Things Elite. And you have Great Match Generator. Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs> Later. Hack. Hack is going in the air. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>